Welcome to the Coastal Leadership Podcast. My name is Alan Stanley. I'm the worship pastor here at Coastal, and I'm alongside my friend, Pastor Lucas Granger. How you doing, my man? Hey, man. It is good to be in the studio with you today. That's right. That's right. Today's episode is on creating margin. Creating margin. Yeah. yeah. So we've I've, we've been thinking about this a lot, and we I've noticed that in our society and in the people I know and in, in the area we're in, a lot of people seemed really stressed out. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. really busy. People are on edge. Yeah. We're all maxed out. Our time is maxed out. Our credit cards are maxed <laughs> out. <laughs> you know, we're just, you know, at our limit, it seems like. Yeah. Why do you think that is as a society we, we do that? You know, it happens. It just seems like we've kind of created this culture in which we push everything to the limit and then we wonder why we are stressed out. <laughs> exactly. Well, because everything is at the limit. And that's what kind of creating margin is all about. And we're saying that margin is really that space that we have between our load and our limit. That load is that those things that we have to do, the things we have to take care of, our work, our family, our right. finances, all of the things, uh, the load that's on our shoulders, and then the limit, the point in which there's just so much that we break. And whenever that space is diminished to the point of it's just not there. That is the stress factor. That is the, you you could just snap at anything, you know. It's that moment where <laughs> you've probably had this. You've got young kids. I've got young kids. And it's that moment where you walk into the house, you look at your wife in the eyes, and you could just tell <laughs> she is stressed, oh, right? Yeah, I know that. Because they've look, been with yes. the kids all day long, right? and there's been no margin of quiet time, <laughs> Right? right, and she is about to snap, and you're just like, "Let me take the kids for a few minutes, you know, because <laughs> I'm afraid of what you might do to them right now, <laughs> and to me, and to me, if I don't do something, <laughs> exactly." Yeah, so you know, we're what we're doing, even in that moment. I know it's funny, but we're creating space. We're creating some margin in which the stress can 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 die down. We we could have that space, and and there's not so much tension. Now, you know, there is those moments a, a, in life where uh, our load and our limit will press against each other. There's times where we do get pushed to the max. Where, but there's a difference between being pushed to the max and constantly living in that state of tension. It's called living on the edge, my man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is not the Eagles song, you know. <laughs> if you try to live like that, you try to live in that constant state of just absolute. Life in the fast lane. It is. It, it's. It's gonna break. You're That's gonna right. wreck. You're the right. car is gonna go off the cliff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's not good. And uh, it, it just creates. It creates a stressful environment. Yeah. So, so we basically we need to have that margin or or a space a reserve there, right? Yeah, you got to have some re- reserve. You got to have something still left in the tank. Um, I remember probably one of the most famous. Uh, boxing matches of, of all time. You know, it was Ali and Foreman, and uh, Ali had this thing. It was called the rope-a-dope. Yeah. And what the yeah. rope-a-dope was was he he kind of let his opponent think that he was just worn out, thought that he was worn to the max. And so Foreman just wore himself out. I believe it was Foreman. Hopefully I'm not getting this wrong. I believe yeah. it was Foreman in this this match. And uh, Anyway, he just wore himself out, but he didn't know that Ali had something in reserve. And so whenever he saw that George was was at the end, Ali flipped a switch and turned it on him, son. (laughs) You know, because he had something in reserve. He had something ready. And, you know, I think the same thing is true uh, that the enemy can do that with us. You know, 
try to get us so worn out that if we could just get to where there's nothing left and he'll really try to attack us. And the thing is, we've, we've got to have something in reserve. Yeah. Now, I remember we actually had a conversation not too long ago that you told me by the time there's a, even a principle with this inside of when you were flying planes. Yeah, yeah. when I was in the Navy and, and flying planes, when we would uh, start planning our missions or wherever we were going, you know, we needed to figure out how much fuel we needed. So we would plan, okay, we need to do 10 hours of flight, so we need X amount of fuel. But then we had something we called on-top fuel. The on-top fuel. The on-top fuel. So, And this was something that we didn't want to go into, but it was a reserve. Yeah. Just in case we you know encountered some bad weather or something happened yeah. we had a reserve yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. they're like just in case <laughs> you know yeah. i've had to dip into that a few times yeah. <laughs> but, but imagine being up there in that plane over an ocean and not having that reserve <laughs> yeah i wouldn't feel too comfortable i would have been in the ocean a yeah. few times you if would that be was the case. stressed <laughs> out you would be stressed to the max that's yeah. right exactly, exactly. so it's, it, it created some margin space so for you as pilots and co-pilots, y'all knew you had that, and you were able to know, hey, if this runs out, we've got something that we could still run on, and we're not going to be running on empty. That's right. That's right. And the thing is, we've got to do this, I think, in all areas of our life, creating that margin, uh, creating space and time, especially for our families. You know, one thing I've learned about this when it comes to creating space for your family is that uh, no one else will do that for you. You know, no, no one else is going to make you carve out that time for your wife, your kids. You have got to fill that space. You have got to create that space for them. Otherwise, somebody else, your boss, your, your coworkers, your friends, your, your neighbor, uh, Uncle Sam, you know, somebody is going to fill that space and, and going to just get you busy. And, um, you know, one of, one of the, I can't remember exactly what it was. I remember Andy Stanley gave a talk. He actually wrote a book about it called Choosing to Cheat. And, and in there, he talks about work and family. And he's just saying at some point, uh, you, you know, we've got to make these choices. And, and if we're constantly cheating our family, uh, we're, what have, we're, we're surprised when it breaks, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's like, the, the flip side could be true. If we're constantly cheating our work, we're surprised when we get fired, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so, like, creating space for, for both of these. And, and with, with what we do uh, as pastors, you know, um, one, of, one of my margins of space for my family really is Saturdays. So we don't make appointments on Saturdays. Uh, a lot of times people, hey, Lucas would love to eat out dinner with you. We'd like to meet Saturday. And that might be the best time for them. But that space is already taken. It's right. already in my calendar. It's set. I've set this apart for my wife and for my kids. And um, I just know that that's that, that's that space for them. And I'm, I'm not going to cheat them. Yeah. 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 It reminds me, too, like. Of when I was in school, the kind of person I am, if I if I've been given a project or there's a deadline, I got to write this paper, I got to get something done, and they give me X amount of time to do it. Yeah, I cannot wait until the last until the last day. I know so many people that will wait to the last minute and they'll write a paper and it'd be awesome. Yeah, if Mm -hmm. I was to do that. I would go absolutely insane. Yeah. I would be stressed to the max. I cannot procrastinate. As soon as I get something, I have got to start working on it right then. Because yeah. it gives me, there's a peace that comes whenever I'm like, okay, well, I've already started working on it, and I can create my best thing, yeah. you know, throughout yeah. the t- throughout the time, you yeah. know, instead of trying to 
that the night before at 11 p.m. trying to figure out yeah. <laughs> what yeah. am I going to put on paper? Because what happens? Something goes wrong, and you don't have that time, and all of a sudden things fall apart, things break, you're stressed. You know, I, I have that same thing with I know every week – Sunday is going to come, <laughs> and I've got to prepare a sermon. I've got to have this sermon ready. And so I kind of have this internal deadline that I know that I want my sermon to be done by Thursday evening. Mm. If it's not done by Thursday evening, I really can't enjoy the weekend. That Friday and Saturday time w- w- with my family, I'm stressed because I'm right. thinking, oh, man, Sunday's going to be here. I don't have this sermon ready, and so I'm thinking about it. And then my family's suffering for it. I'm suffering for it, right. and uh, it just turns into what? It turns into stress. Right? <laughs> <laughs> We're stressed out, but I just know I, if I have that margin time, if I get this done by Thursday evening, I can enjoy the rest of the weekend. It's all good, and it gives me space that, hey, if something was to happen, I, I, I can make up that time in between. So it, it really does. It's, it, it's beneficial for me, beneficial for my family, of creating that margin, eliminating the stress. We do the same thing, not just with our time, but with our finances, too. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. You what, if, what, if, what if your finances looked like your time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but it is. It's true. So many Americans' credit cards maxed to the limit. You know, we're just paying that minimal, whatever, and you end up paying a whole lot more <laughs> when you do it that way than than right. if you were to to keep it in the safe zone. You know, paying them off every month. And um, for example, one of the things in my house is we have an air conditioning unit that is probably about eleven, twelve years old. Oh, now where we live here that's at the beach, good man. That's <laughs> that's like the max life expectancy for this AC unit. You know, some other places in the country. Y'all might be able to get a few more years. Some places you're going to get less. But we know, hey, this thing isn't going to last forever. And when it breaks, it's going to be a big expense. It's going to be like six grand. Yep. And the thing is, we know it's going to (laughs) happen. Now, it might not happen today. It might last another year or two. But if I'm not prepared for that, if I haven't created the space, if if we're not ready now for when it happens... And our finances are in such a situation where, oh, no, where am I going to get this money from? thing is, we knew it was going to happen. <laughs> right, right. But if I have the money, it's like, hey, well, let's just pay for it. But if I'm maxed out, uh, Visa ain't helping me out. <laughs> MasterCard ain't helping me out. And then what happens? I am stressed. Yeah, it seems like we take that approach a lot. Like I hear that uh, when people are trying to build a house. Yeah. something like that. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, they told me it's going to be done in six it's months. It's going to be done in six <laughs> months. It's going to be done in yeah. four and a half weeks. <laughs> yeah, right. right. And so you're like, we're, we're, we're staying, you know, we're paying rent at our at the place we're staying right now. And so, you know, I'd, I've got enough money to pay for the next six months. But, yeah. you know, like, yeah, start looking at those people like, you mm-hmm. might want to. You uh, might want to put some margin uh, in there. <laughs> have a little bit of margin yeah. in there. Just like, you know, case. And, and to all of my contractor friends, y'all know I love you. <laughs> But the odds of y'all being done on time, <laughs> it's basically like going to Vegas and <laughs> playing. playing uh, you don't. You just don't want to do it. You want to. You want to build some margin into it. You know, it's funny as is. You know, we talk about this. It could be done in with our time, our family, with our relationships in the business world, uh, with our with our finance and stuff. But I had this really cool moment the other day, which uh, I want to tell you the story to lead into it, and then and then tell you from that. But made me kind of think of margin in, in a little bit of a different way. 
so one of our leaders for prayer, Nikki, came in the other day, and we were talking, and and uh, she just kind of reminisced for a moment about back maybe four or five years ago when she had just joined the church, and she took uh, what we call the growth track, and that's where she's learning all about the church and all of our core values and beliefs and everything. And she said that there was this moment when we're, we're talking about some things, and there was the negotiables and non-negotiables of, of our church and our values, and, and we got to one thing that she thought to herself, hmm, I really don't agree with that. Um, but, and, and she's telling me the story, but then these next words is what really kind of captivated me. She said, but I have grace for that, you know? And, and I just thought, wow, that how, how cool is that, to, that there, there was grace there was margin for something that she, she, she wasn't quite on the same page as, as I was and, and, and right. me as her, but there was room. It wasn't a non-negotiable. It wasn't a deal breaker. Yeah, it good. was something that both of us can look at the scriptures from a different point of view. I could see her point of view. She could see my point of view. As a matter of fact, years later, I actually see things more from where she was coming from than what the position that I was taking at that time. And I just thought how wonderful that she had grace for me all uh, through through all of that time and I thought man that that is the kind of church that we want to build those are the type of people that um or, or that I want to become you right, know right. to to have grace to have margin for other people that says listen you don't have to be perfect right we give people room to grow we give people room to fail we give people room and grace to, to be different, to think different. And it's just wonderful to think of margin in that sense of for people as well uh, and, and grace. Yeah, I think margin also, like, it uh, in, in a work environment, especially when you're on a creative team or you have to be yeah. creative or something like that, it, it breeds creativity, you know? Absolutely. It allows you to uh, take the time and take all the ideas that you have and go through all the bad ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get all the bad ones out of your system if you've got margin yeah. there and to get to the best idea. You Absolutely. Because, so. Alan, you know, because we, we get into these creative teams together, and if there ever was a microphone dropped in on those things, people would – they would be surprised <laughs> at how many dumb ideas right. <laughs> that we can come up with. <laughs> there they're, is they're no boundless. shortage. <laughs> there is no shortage of really, really dumb ideas. But uh, the beautiful thing is, like, we have that freedom to talk through all of those bad ideas that leads us to the great idea. Right. It's like we had to go through that process to get to the one thing that's like, oh, wow, wait, hold on. This could work. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing that we have that space to grow, space to fail, space to say all of the dumb things to get us to the really good thing. Yeah. That reminds me also too um, a quick story. But when I was in, the, also I always have Navy stories. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, I, no, that's it, all right. I feel like I'm an old man with war You're stories. You're going to be you know? 85 <laughs> with war stories, and that's all right. <laughs> but anyways, we we always had to take these tests, and we always running these charts and all these crunching numbers and all these math problems and all this stuff. But every time we did, literally every one of our questions, because it's all you you you're eyeballing everything, uh, there was always a margin of error. Yeah. So they would always be like, "Hey, you're." 
your answer needs to be between two and four. So yeah. if you land somewhere between two and four, you're you're, you're right, you know. Yeah. But you can someone can have two, and then another person can have four. So you got yeah. two different answers, but it still falls in that margin, yeah. you know, and it's still good. So I, I was also I don't know why I'm saying this, but yeah, you know, I just remembered that's remembered that when we were talking. No, that's it's really good, you know. And one thing, I watched a movie not too long ago, and there was these uh, mathematicians that were talking. And, and when you think math, you think perfection. You yeah. think down to the decimal, to the point, zero, 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 one percent of a thing. And, and there was this thing where I guess there's these rules in math that there is even a margin of error where you're figuring out these computations and uh, different ideas and theories. And, and, they, and a lot of them have, man, if you're within 2%, you're right on the money with with figuring these things out. And I just thought that was wonderful. Even in a world that's often so black and white, there's still room for margin, room for grace, even in the math. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. awesome. All right, so Lucas, to, to sum it all up, to sum it all up, we've been talking about stress and being really stressed out. Yeah. But in, in order to eliminate that stress, we need to create this margin in our life. So what's the opposite of stress, my man? The opposite? You actually even said it earlier. It's that piece. Oh, it's that yeah. whenever you're creating that space, you're creating that margin, there's a peace that comes in. that, And that's really the way we want to live. We want to be a people that we are people of peace. We are people of grace. We are a people that have margin. There's room to breathe. You know, it's not like we're just rushing, rushing, rushing all the time. See, because the thing is, when, when, when all we're doing is rushing, that's when we make the most mistakes, um, yeah. man, slow down, take the time. Uh, you know, every time I think not every time, but a good number of times where I've made some really bad mistakes because I got rushed and I got stressed and I made some decisions that man, looking back, if I would have just taken the time to really slow down, think about it, create some space, create some margin, allow the peace to come in, Right. Man, it it would have been a a lot better outcome, and so I think that's that's the big thing. Uh, creating that margin, creating that space, it doesn't happen overnight. Right. Our society is so geared. There, there's people out there. Um, I've been that person. You've been that person where yeah. we've just been so ninety miles an hour, life on the fast lane for so long. It's hard to live any other way. It's that moment where you know you've gone on vacation and you finally get there. And about five seconds into just sitting on the beach, you're like, okay, what do I do next? <laughs> you don't know how to turn it right. off. You don't know how right. to slow down. So it is a little bit of a battle. You've, you've got to learn to, to just slow down, to Sabbath, to rest, allow that peace to come. Taking time to say to yourself, listen, I'm not going to make this decision yet. I'm not going to make this decision until there's peace about it. I'm not going to make this decision until there's margin in it. I'm not going to make this financial decision unless I know I have some margin. And until our finances get into that certain spot, we need to hold off on that. Right. Same thing with our time, our workplaces, our families. So if you're out there and you just kind of feel like you have been living stressed, maxed out, let, let me just encourage you. Create that margin. Create that space. Even if you don't know how to do it, just, just pray. Ask God. Just slow down. And so maybe a good way to end this uh, month's podcast would be just with a prayer uh, for, for all of those folks that just kind of feel like even now taking these 20 minutes just to listen to this podcast, maybe you're in your car and you've just kind of, you've been stressed uh, all week long and um, 
Let's just take a moment and just pray. So, Alan, do you mind leading us sure. in that prayer? Yeah, man. Lord, we just we come before you, God. We pause and take a minute, Lord, just to um, create that space for you in our life, Lord. Lord, we thank you for you creating margin for us, for what you've done for us, Lord. And Lord, I pray that you would just put your hand on each and every person out there, God. You would send that peace into their life, Lord, that they would be able to take this podcast and be able to apply um, what we have said today and um, hear our heart about it and uh, really just minister to your people, Lord. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in their life. Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we can't wait to see you next month on the Coastal Leadership Podcast. See you then. Grace. Peace.